Just stand to your feet. There's no one like him. Welcome Bishop Wilson. Praise God. Go ahead and give praise to the Lord. Ah, oh, isn't he wonderful? How excellent is his name. How mighty is he. Ah, oh, yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Doesn't it feel good in the house of the Lord today? Amen, amen. Be seated a moment, if you will. I, I, I want to do just a little bit of fellowship here. It's so good to see you all in the house of the Lord. My gracious, what a weekend for Bethlehem Church. This awesome production, wasn't it again? Great. It was, it was so good, and thanks to all those that worked along with Pastor V. I, uh, I look over here, and I see some good friends from, from way back. Brother Tony Carson's sister is here, Sister Loretta Parnell. Sister Loretta married... Raymond Parnell, this would have been in the 50s. What, what year would that have been, Loretta? 58, that's right. Tony just told me, and I just forgot that, that part of it. But 1958, this was back in the days when we had three rooms and a path. And uh, Raymond probably could tell you about the path at our house. Y'all don't, some of you guys don't even have a clue what that Give me $10 after church and I'll tell you about it. But, uh, but uh, Raymond and Loretta married and uh, Raymond brought Tony down here to a camp meeting of some sort and that's the way he got hooked up with, with Martha. I don't know who got the best end of the deal. I'll let them fight that out. But uh, Sister Loretta... Thank you for taking out time to come to Bethlehem from Lafayette, Indiana. Her husband's still alive, and we're so happy about you being here. Praise God. And I look over here, and I see some friends that, that uh, during our children's uh, teenage years, earlier on in our lives, of course, Sister Pat and I took, took them over to Oklahoma to a camp meeting that I happened to be preaching and met some good friends, Robbie Yates, of course, and uh, his family is here, and uh, just a great blessing to our church. But Robbie's brother, Rusty, and sister Becky is here. And my gracious, I'll ask them to stand. I want them to stand. I want to show these folks off. Good, one God, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, Pentecostal people. God bless you for coming. Amen, amen. It's good to see you. Look over at somebody and say, you look better when you come to God's house. Turn with me, if you will, to Zechariah 4.1. Thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity to preach to some of the finest people in the world, uh, as you've already said. And uh, I, I believe that you believe that. And... Uh, and we got the finest pastor in the world, don't we? That's right. That's right. He and Sister Boscus are hard workers for the kingdom, and we appreciate what they're doing. My, my, my. Zechariah 4, 1, and the angel that talked with me, that is Zechariah the prophet, 
came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep and said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof and two olive trees by it. One upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest not, knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power. I need some help here. But I can't hardly hear you. I don't. But by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying grace, grace unto it. Verse 6 again. Not by might, nor by, but by my, saith the Lord of hosts. I'm feeling something already. I'm feeling that spirit here. Anybody feeling the Holy Ghost here in this room today? Amen. Amen. Let me preach to you for a little while. Unlikely, but not impossible. Look at somebody and say, I don't know what all he's going to say, but I'm going to help him say it. <laughs> Unlikely, but not impossible. Say that with me. Unlikely, but not impossible. Thank you. You may be seated. During the time of Rebuilding the temple, Zechariah and Haggai were ministers to the Israelites. Throughout the time of rebuilding, the Israelites had been met with opposition and had even stopped construction. These three phrases that I read to you out of the sixth verse, not by might, nor by power, but my, by my spirit was an encouragement for the Israelites that it wasn't by their, their might or power, meaning things like money or military strength that the temple would be rebuilt, but by the Spirit of God. They were getting the word from God's word. We don't have to worry about it now. We just do our part and God will take care of the rest of it. That as the candlestick was 
supplied with all. As you can see from this, the best application or best image that I found, that the candlestick was supplied with all from the two olive trees by the side of it. Are you getting this picture? It was without the help of man that this happened. To pour in the oil and trim the lamps so the temple should be built by Zerubbabel not through the multitude and strength of men but through the Spirit of God animating, exciting, encouraging, and strengthening them to go through the work. The psalmist said in 127.1, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain, that building. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman walketh but in vain. There were two things here, except the Lord. He said, except the Lord build a house, except the Lord, keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. You can work and watch, but it will be of no good effect if the Spirit's not in it. Oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost now. We're doing a lot of work around Bethlehem. I didn't even plan on getting there right now, but look at that big building out there. My God, what a project. Man, I wear out just walking from one end of it to the other. But I'm telling you, we can put a lot of effort in everything we do, but we gotta have God in. Except the Lord build a house. Oh, Acts 17, 28 said, For in him we live and move. And have I been? Oh, yes, we do. Without God's hand. I remember Patrick used to sing a song, I can't even walk. David, you need to pick that back up again and sing it some more. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. It's in him we have our breath. We couldn't even get up today had God, God not allowed us to wake up. I'm going to tell you, you, know, you think you can do it without God, but you can't even walk without him holding your hand. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how smart you are. If God says no, you're not going to do it. But I believe God's saying yes to Bethlehem Church, and we're going to build a we're going to build a kingdom for the kingdom of God for the work of God because He is in it. He is in it. The words might and power, Hebrew words hail and koa. That's the way I pronounce them. That's as close as I got to it. Are practically the same words. One of these words, might and power, one of these, these associated with the might of numbers as in a war or a host or great force, while the other word has to do more directly of physical strength, one power, one might. 
and, and, and many in, 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 the, in the word of might, might and power express human strength of every description, physical, mental, moral, or might is the strength of many as an army, literally power that of one man. God can save though, whether with many or with them that have no power. Thank God for that. If that was not so, none of us would be here today. Might and power express human strength again of every description. The point is in contrast, it is not by might nor by power again, but by God's spirit. Again, as the lamps burned continually, supplied with all from a source, the living olive trees, which man did not make. So Zerubbabel need not be disheartened because of his weakness, for, the, for as the work is needed to be affected by the living spirit of God. Now that's where I come to this title today. And Jesus, Mark 20, 10, 27, and Jesus looking upon themselves with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Zerubbabel, without me, you're not gonna get it done. But I tell you what, if, the, if these olive trees can find their way into this candlestick, then I'm gonna find my way, a way to help you get the job done. It's the work of God and it's gonna get done. I'm telling you, I'm glad to know I can't do it by myself. I learned a long time ago. I couldn't do it by myself. God, if you don't come on the scene this morning, I can't preach a word. Woo! But by your spirit, the Holy Ghost is gonna move on somebody's life here today. Praise him a little while. Come on, warm up God's church will be supplied with the conditions and requirements necessary to enable it to burn and shine perpetually. Let me tell you, the light of the church of God is not gonna go out in these end times. It's gonna get brighter. It's gonna get brighter because there's gonna be some people saying, I can't do it by myself, God. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by thy spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And it's gonna shine perpetually that Zion will never fail to have the spirit of God to make its candlestick bright. What good will this church be without his spirit? They say, oh, I like that music. I like that singing. It would be no better than anybody else singing except the Spirit was in it. That's why anybody who steps on this stage needs to go through the prayer room first. God's got birds that can outsing us. God got trees and outclap. The Bible said the trees clap their hands. The trees can't have what I got down inside. Oh, the birds can't have what I'm feeling here today. Oh, but without the Spirit of God, we're none of His. I'm here to tell you, 
Oh, yes, it's not by, I'm going to preach it again. It's not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. We must be aware of, of, uh, uh, beware of substituting temporal means and mortal instruments for the work of the, the spirit or the glory of God. It can never replace, come on, instruments, voices cannot replace what the Holy Ghost has to do. Oh, yeah. Nothing short of the almighty power of God that can open the blind eyes or awaken the dead affections of the natural man to see and embrace the gospel. Preaching without anointing is just another oratorical presentation. But you put good oratory with anointing, God moves. Come on, I've, 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 heard, I've heard a preacher that looked like couldn't preach his way out of a paper sack. I've, we've even had some here that really wasn't good preachers. But I tell you what, when they stepped to this pulpit and the anointing got a hold of them, Miracles started happening. There's some sitting in this room here on the day because God moved, not by might, nor by, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Oh, uh, yes. God only knows how many people I've reached for. I pleaded with. I've convinced, literally convinced them of the gospel. I can remember right over here on this front row, church wasn't going on, but somebody came over here and they were concerned. Evidently, God was moving on them. They was concerned about truth. They was concerned about them being right or somehow or another they got here. I don't know how they got here or even why. But I convinced them, and I can I can tell you, you have seen it when you when you have whenever you have taught a Bible study to them, you can see it on their face when they say it when it dawns on them that this Jesus name is the name of the Father. It's name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You can see it dawn on them. Am I telling you right? Oh yes. Oh, yes, and they saw talking in tongues was the evidence of the Holy Ghost. But I've watched them get up and walk away. Somehow, God, I can convince you. I believe I could convince you by just taking the word and showing you what it takes to be saved. But God's got to get a hold of your heart. God's got to move on you. Hallelujah. There's a man right back there got his got his hand up here today. He walked down here, sat on this front row on a Sunday afternoon and I convinced him that Jesus' name was right. You gotta repent. You gotta get baptized. Gotta get the Holy Ghost. And you know what else? God moved on the scene. We took him and baptized him in Jesus' name. He got the Holy Ghost. Not by might. Not by power. It's tongue talking weather in here today. Hallelujah. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds by the Spirit of God. Thus the excellency of the power is of God and not of man. God had to prick their hearts. Aren't you glad one day God pricked your heart? I'm going to tell you something. If you don't feel something moving on your soul right now, you better pray until God does. You're in trouble, sir. You're in trouble, ma'am. If you can't feel the Holy Ghost here, somebody ought to be reaching up and say, God, touch me right now. Salvation is not achieved by our own might or power, but by God's Spirit through our believing in the use of the means of grace. No man can come to me, John 6, 44, except the Father which has sent me, sent him, and I will draw him at the last day. Thank God God's been drawing some people here. Baptizing a hundred people already this year. A hundred people getting the whole, God's moving. We can have all kind of church services. We can have all kind of plays. We can have all kind of stuff. But if God's not in it, we're just spinning our wheels. Well, and I've spent my wheels a few times. But I'm here to tell you God is in it here today. God's moving on somebody else's heart right now. Let me ask you, what do you think your chances of being saved are if you didn't know this truth? Unlikely. But not impossible. I'm looking all over this congregation here. Man, I'm seeing people that were away from God for years. It was unlikely that they would ever come back. But you know what? There were some praying people in the prayer room and at home, running up and down the highways, praying, hallelujah, and God moved on their soul. Hallelujah. Betty, I remember... Betty, Betty, Betty came to church when she was about that long, didn't you, Betty? And, and, uh, and, and raised in church. But for some crazy reason, that's right, some crazy reason, she got away from God. Looked like we never would get Betty back in church. And some more of them back in church. It was very unlikely, but it wasn't him. I can't hardly hear you. Wasn't impossible. And you know what? Betty came back to church and it was impossible, looked like. Come on, very unlikely for Ashley because of her lifestyle from so many years to come back. But it was not impossible. They're both sitting here today, hands raised, shouting the victory. Come on, I feel something in this room. I feel like, 
Do you know why we try to push the spirit moving in here? It's so it'll reach somebody else because we can't do it without the spirit of God moving. I got, I, got, I got a prayer list. Pastor talked about him having a prayer list. I got a prayer list that I, I, I basically call people's names, I don't know, months and years. Every day, if you will. And, I'm, I, and, 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 and it, it, sometimes it, it's almost discouraging when I'm calling their names and I still don't see them. But I'll tell you something. They're coming in one at a time. I can't do it. Come on, buddy. He can do it. Let me, let me carry Betty's story on just a little bit. We, we look up one Sunday morning. One of these names I've called I, maybe hundreds of times, I don't know, in prayer. She walks up and sits right back here about the third row from, from Brother Randy right up there. Her name is William, uh, Wilma, rather, Wilma. Stanton. Her last name now is Allen. That's right. Wilma Allen. Wilma walks in here all docked out. I wish she was here today. She normally gets to come, but if she don't come, something's not exactly right at home or is sick or whatever. Nevertheless, she's faithful here on Sunday morning, but I see Wilma walk in here. You know what? Wilma begins to pray and seek God, and God feels her. It was unlikely it was unlikely, but it was not impossible. Woo! Pastor, can you help me remember what happened in the Sunday school in, in, in your office that day when Wilma came in? You remember that story? She, she came, and the, the crowds make her a little bit nervous, but she wanted to pray, and so we went in the office. I think it was me and Sister Wilson and my wife and Brother Wilson and it wasn't just a little bit God baptized with the Holy Ghost in that office. I'm telling you, it was very unlikely. But today she not even, she's not only look apostolic, she is apostolic. I'm going to tell somebody out yonder in the internet land here today. It may be unlikely for you, but I, I don't even like that word because I believe it's going to be likely because God's going to move on your heart. God's touching somebody in their living room. Woo! In their living room right now. Maybe riding down the highway. It might be unlikely, but it's not impossible. God does not leave all the evangelism to us. Man, I've tried and I've tried and I've begged and I've pleaded. I know. Uh, Bobby Richard, you say no doubt, probably. Without a doubt, maybe, yeah. I pretty much know. That every time that there's some people, when they see me coming, they know they're going to get invited back to church. Why don't you just come on and you don't have to? Whew. Lord, I don't know why I said that, except just come on back and I won't have to invite you no more. But you better believe 
I'm trying. But I can't do it by myself. God does not leave all the evangelism to us. John 1, 9 said, that was the true light. Talking about Jesus. Which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. I can tell you the word, but God's got to enlighten you. I can tell you what it says, but until God lightens you, Lord, hallelujah. I believe he's lighting lighting up some people. What were your chances again? Odds may be against you, but it's not impossible. You can have this Holy Ghost experience just like the Bible said. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can have it. Brother Hakeem, I enjoyed being with you. My wife and I, the other night, told me he come from Detroit. Isn't that right? How big is that city now? Shrinking, because you left. Came to Mississippi. How unlikely is it for a Detroit man to move down here in Ole Miss, Oxford, Mississippi, and find one of the best ladies in the entire world. I can say this behind her, too. She's looking down because she don't want this, but she's getting it. I used to be her school administrator. I, I can tell her like it was. Pam came, had a wonderful daddy and mother. He was superintendent of education. Is this okay? Am I all right now? I'm off of you a little bit, so I can. And he was superintendent of education in Tipper, Tipper County. It used to be Tipper, but now it's Tipper, ain't it? Tipper County. And he took a chance on sending her. And she, it was her, actually, she helped make the decision. She wanted to come to a Christian school. Pam was raised here in the Christian school her last few years of school, graduated way up there. Hallelujah. What they say, cum laude or something. Thank, I, I say, thank the laude I, I graduated. <laughs> but, but she graduated and became a doctor hallelujah, of education. She started writing curriculum for the public school system. Hired her teacher to help her write curriculum. What's the chances of that ever happening in a little old foreign country look like Bethlehem? Not even 400 people of Potts Camps, 400. I don't know what it is out here, but I'm telling you, what is it? It's unlikely, but it wasn't impossible. Raised a great family, living, I'm telling you. Come on, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody here today. If you think I'll never make it, it might be unlikely, but I got news for you. It's not impossible. It's not, oh God, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. God's working on it, for all things are possible with him. He illuminates. He gives light on eternity. He stirs their conscience. 
He is that inner voice. The Holy Ghost will lead and guide into all truth. Job 32, 8 said, but there is a spirit in man and the inspiration, the breath, the inspiration, the spirit of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Oh, hallelujah. I'm here to tell you God's working on, it may be unlikely that this world around us be saved, but we're seeing them one at a time. Loretta, somebody asked my mother, knowing she had, it was Tam, not Tammy, but Rachel. Wasn't it Rachel? Asked, asked my mother, knowing she had five boys and five girls, 10 children. That's a thing of the past too, isn't it, almost? She asked Mamma, she said, Mamma, how did you have 10 children? She said, one at a time. <laughs> That's what I'll take. I'll take one every night. Take one every day. Because God's doing some light in lightning. Isn't that right? Well, he gives light. The Bible said, Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. It's a God thing. Come on, I said the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. You know what the spirit of man is? It's the breath of God. God created man in his own image. I can see Bobby Ritchie, an old preacher, that actually helped me get started. He would would preach about that. He said God, God, God created him. And he, he kneels on the ground when he's preaching. And he'd draw him out his head and torso and his arms maybe and his legs. And then he said God would get down. And the Bible said he breathed into him. And he became a living. You know what, sir? You know what, ma'am? You may not think it, but you kin to God. You may be a devil right now. You may be away from God right now. You may be on drugs right now. You may be on alcohol right now. You may be addicted to many things in this world, but you kin to God. You kin to God. And the spirit of man, the breath of man is the candle of the Lord. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say, breathe on me, Jesus. He did breathe on him. He said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Boy, there's a lot of preaching here today, ain't it? God breathed in him. Adam became a living soul. You better listen to that voice. That voice is saying there's something missing in your in your, in, in, in your mind, in your, in your life, there's something. I'm preaching to somebody in this room right now. You know there's something missing. You've been away from God too long. But God had enough grace, had enough mercy to let you come back to his house today. He had enough mercy to breathe on you one more time. Come on, 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 come
Holy Ghost is in here right now. Reach somebody, God. Somebody can get up from their aisle right now, from your seat right now, and walk down here and get the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. In five minutes, you can have it. Don't wait on me to get through preaching. Lord, Lord, Lord. I didn't know it was going to be this good. I'd have come earlier if I did. Not likely. But it's not impossible. I remember one time about, I'm thinking about eight years ago, six, six years maybe now. Lady walked in here, sat about where Brother Billy's sitting right now. In fact, she was sitting with him. Her name was Joy Lemons. Joy had been raised in church. Good girl. Got baptized in Jesus' name with a bunch of other girls at a girls' camp, I'm thinking. Thank God that Daddy had a vision for young people. And uh, we baptized her in Jesus' name. And... They were seeking the Holy Ghost. And probably several of them got it. It was 11, 12, 13 of them that day. And they told her, somebody told Joy that she got the Holy Ghost. But Joy said, I knew I didn't get it. She said, I, she said, I, uh, Brother V, it's good in the church here we can preach the message over because we got a whole bunch of new, new folks that have never heard these stories before. So it becomes a brand new message. Well, I've told this story. I've told it not just here. I've told it elsewhere. But Joy came back to church on a Sunday morning knowing 49 years later she didn't have the Holy Ghost. She said she had looked at her mother's a book where she recorded things. She said, it said, Joy received the Holy Ghost July 1984 or whatever it was. She said, it made me mad because I knew I didn't have it. But you know what? It wasn't likely that she'd ever come back. She joined other churches, played music in other churches. Great girl. But she still knew someone right. I can pray for her. I can visit her. Billy, no telling how many times I told Joy, come see us. Whenever I say come see us, that means come to church. That don't mean come eat dinner with me. <laughs> Ain't that right, Diane? If everybody came to eat dinner that I said, come see us, Lord have mercy. I'd be more broker. But Joy walked in here 49 years later. Sat right along here, wasn't it? She came up, I think it was right after preaching, Pastor B, I think, preached. Let me go stand where she stood. I want to feel what she felt that day. I got some faith, I'm gonna feel it some more. She stood right along here and started talking in tongues, probably less than five minutes. 
What are you preaching about? I'm preaching about unlikely, but not impossible. Because it's not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Brother Azar came through here. I think he was preaching, presenting his missions program to the Muslims. And he said, he said, when God spoke to him, dealt with him, whatever, to go where he was going, he said, God, those people being Muslims, they don't believe in you. How in the world, how in the world can I do anything for them when they don't even believe you? They believe in another so-called God. You know what God said to him? He said, you get them into my presence and I'll do the rest. Come on, sir. You get your folks here to church. You get your folks here to church. Let us preach to them and let the Spirit of God move on. It's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord of us. And the earth was without form and void, Genesis 1 2. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. I've looked at a lot of people and I could see darkness all over their face. I've seen them ravaged by pain, ravaged by heartache, ravaged by disappointment, ravaged by drugs, ravaged by alcohol. Their form, it was without form and void. They were empty. They were confused. It was a terrible life. And I watched them. But you know what? The earth was too, without form and void. Darkness was up on the face of the deep. Ooh, I like this next phrase. What did it say? And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Mm. When the Spirit moves, things happen. Bring them in. The Muslims need this. The Catholics need this. The Baptists need this. The Methodists need this. The Presbyterians need this. There's some so-called Pentecost that needs this. Woo! For without the Spirit of Christ, we're none of His. You know what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to keep praying. We're going to go to the prayer room. We're going to pray the spirit down. We're going come up, to come up in here and we're going to worship it down. Why? Because we don't need to have a dead dry service. We don't need to let sinners come in here and not feel the Holy Ghost. They can go to the nominal churches. They can go out there where it's dead and dry. But they better not come in here with us being dead and dry. Why? Because God moves upon the face. 
of the waters. God moved us. Oh, my Lord. It wasn't likely. It wasn't likely that the earth would ever have any form. But God moved. God moved. Oh, Lord. Mm, that's not all the story, Brother Billy. What was that lady's name? He came and sat down by you back there and called you Uncle Billy? Sister Rob, Robinson? Sister Williams. Sister Williams. And Billy got the Holy Ghost. Not likely for Billy to have been raised like he was raised. Never heard a bad word against Billy all my life. But it was still not likely that he would ever find this great truth. But you know what? It wasn't impossible. It wasn't impossible. I'm telling you. I had a woman sit right over here. She said, it's impossible for, for this thing to happen. I said, let's pray. We prayed. She came back to church. God took care of whatever it was. It might have been unlikely, all right, but it was not impossible. Brother Tony, stand up for me, will you? 300, his blood pressure hit over 300 in the hospital while we were sitting out there talking and praying and believing God. His blood pressure hit 300 or more. Actually, it hit more. He was supposed to be dead, dead, dead. He's supposed to be out of here. A stroke wouldn't be good enough for a 300 blood pressure high. Am I telling you right? But you know what? God moved right on in that room. He's standing up here. Hallelujah. He's standing up here. It's unlikely, unlikely, but not impossible. Mm. The term, but God is mentioned 44 times in the King James Version. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. Who can forgive us, but God. But God, oh yeah. When they had fulfilled that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sacrament. But God raised him from the dead. Woo, I'm telling you, God's on the scene today. Whatever you need him to be, he's on the scene today. You got cancer, but God. The doctor said it's impossible. It's not likely, but God. But God. Terrence came to us, South Haven, right? Lord, Lord. I don't know all your story, but I know the, the enemy had you in his grips when you first came. They rebuked that devil. He got set free. Am I telling you right? You know what he's doing now? He's up here shouting with the rest of us. I like that pretty smile he's got. Woo! Stand up. Woo! Come on. My God. Hey, it wasn't likely, but you know what? He heard about it, saw about it on the internet, and he said, I'm going to see by myself. I'm going to see by myself. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. I'm trying to get in the exit lane wherever it is. Daddy said going to the bathroom was like preaching. Hard to get started, and when you get started, it's hard to get stopped. I did wake some of you up, didn't I? My wife said, oh, Lord. Old folks can say anything and get by with it. Some of y'all can't do that. Maybe I should have gotten the exit lane earlier. ever thought a little old 35 year old I'm thinking preacher let's see let me see if my age is my, my, my number is right Joanna daddy was born in 13 1913 and he moved out here in 48 how old would he have been huh huh I can't it's, all, it's just running all together 12 no how old was daddy when he moved? Not you. This ain't about you. <laughs> I love my old sister. Y'all can tell, can't you? She was 12. Daddy was 35. Daddy was, daddy was, Pastor, have I got five more minutes? But God, okay. He's going to be back in it here in a little bit. Daddy was, daddy was preaching, pastoring, I think, a little, little church in, in Dallas. I mean, in, in where did I say? Atlanta. Why did I say Dallas? Atlanta. I was about a year and three months old. Daddy was pastoring, preaching, and uh, he was making $100 a week set on roofing in 1948. That's good money, baby. Wasn't it? And Brother Pipkin calls him and said, would you like to take this church out here at Bethlehem? Out here where there was no running water? Five miles to Blacktop. Like I said, there was three rooms and a path. That meant a bath. You got it now. I mean, it was trees and woods. You all see when that cemetery was, what that cemetery looked like to me and Sam and Tim. I guess Daddy helped us. Cutting them brush out from under there and trees out. I remember, I mean, don't let me forget where I was. But I remember, I remember chopping down on an old log or something. And I got into a wood bee's nest, evidently. One of them things hit me right there. It looked like I felt like, felt like I had a mouth full of bees. <laughs> Man, this was woods. It was awful. It was nothing. And Daddy come out here with six children. They said, we'll pay you $35 a week. He said, no. You just bring the tithes and offerings in the church. We'll operate it and see what God will do. I think tithes one week was $12.50. 
Unlikely. To bring a family, but somehow God was in it. Oh, yes. He come out here, took this family. We moved, eventually moved in. Uh, 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 Seth and Faith Thomas let us live in a little house up there by, by, behind Jamie's up there somewhere. Where are you at, Jamie? Somewhere back around here somewhere. In, and back there on the camera. And, and we lived in that. And then we bought this little house that Tony and Martha's got right now. It's not little now, but it was three bedrooms. Daddy took a saw. Rusty, he took a saw and sawed the front room off because it was too close to the gravel road. Put it on some, put it on some logs. I'm talking about where we come from. I'm talking about things unlikely. Or unlikely to saw a room off a house and pull it. He put it on logs and took a Packard car, I believe it was. Joanna, you in it now. It was it a Packard? <laughs> and pulled that room around the back of that house and attached it back, bro. Attached it back to the house. And then he started adding rooms here and rooms there. Joe Whaley said every time Brother Wilson to have a new baby, he'd give him a saw and a hammer and tell him to build your room on it. But I'm telling you, unlikely. But you know what daddy did? He come out here and begin to knock doors. He began to go to that old prayer log. If you hadn't seen that prayer log, visit the prayer room. You can see a, a part of it. Visit that prayer log. He'd pray some folks in. He'd pray some out. You're going to stir up trouble and stir up junk? Daddy, pray you out. Prayed them in, prayed them out, prayed factors in. Oh, my God, my Lord. He kept, kept on preaching this Jesus' name, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit message. I remember when Sister Pat and I were dating. Lord, look what she got. Ain't she blessed? We were dating, we'd write, we'd write letters. We wasn't dating much, we just writing while we baby. I'd say we had 120 in Sunday school. How many did y'all have? 100. I didn't know y'all was that big. I would have married you if I'd known you had a big church like that. And, 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 and the church, what I'm saying is, the church grew. It grew to about 120. And then my brother John, my brother John helped daddy and it raised to about 160 or 180. I come on the scene. Brother, my brother Pastor came on the scene. Brother Vasquez came on the scene. I'm telling you, it's not likely. You look all over the countryside. You ask Pastor, Pastor can tell you, how in the world do y'all have 300 in church? How can y'all have a church like that and build a building? They'll seat 1,500 people. It's not by might. Come on, sir. It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. 
It's happening, folks. God's spirit is moving. Somebody ought to come on in here today. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, come on down here. If you do have the Holy Ghost, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's see what God can do. Somebody ought to stir up some praise so the Holy Ghost will move on somebody. Somebody ought to stir up some praise so the Holy Ghost will move on somebody. Come on, I said it's tongue-talking weather in this house. Somebody ought to just let go and let God have his way. Somebody ought to just reach out and be like John. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I want to see a God thing happen here today. You don't have the Holy Ghost. It'd be a good time to get it today. Let God move on you. Let God move on you. Let God move on you. How likely, listen to this, how likely was it that 120 could be in an upper room and there would be 18, 19 different nations scattered around Jerusalem and those different nations heard them speak, these 120 speak in their language, the wonderful workings of God. How likely? Huh? It was unlikely, but it was not impossible. You know what? Some of these days, the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet them in the air. Rapture, unlikely as far as this world's concerned. Right? A drawing out of here. Don't leave me yet. Come on now. A drawing out of here of the bride of Christ. Those that's been baptized in Jesus' name. Those that's got the Holy Ghost. Those that's prayed up. Those that's right with God. How likely? To the world, it's unlikely. But it's not impossible. We're going to get drawn out of here. Those that have the Spirit of God will get drawn. It's the same Spirit shall quicken these mortal bodies. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, sir, you're going to be left behind. You're going to be left behind. But you can have it today, ma'am. You can have it today. You can have it today. Oh, yeah. Love Him. Praise Him. Worship Him. Oh
Amen. Can we lift our hands to heaven and love the Lord this morning? I'm believing God for some more things that maybe somebody thought was impossible. That we see God do something in the name of Jesus. Oh, that's right. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I would like for David and Michaela, if they will, to bring their family forward. Any of their family members that would like to come with them. I have an absolute privilege this morning to dedicate all four of their children to the Lord today. Isn't that awesome? Amen. I love, I love baby dedications. And to be able to dedicate all four of their children at the same time. This is a beautiful family. Seven years, I think, you've been married this fall. Wasn't it seven years in October? He said it's been a long time, but she just looked at him. If I keep talking like that, I'll have to have a marriage counseling session too when this is over. What a wonderful family. David raised around the church here. His grandfather, one of the pillars of this church. There are, there are children in North Mississippi that are named Ezra just because of the faith that your daddy had. Nick Weaver had a boy, and he, want, he saw how many miracles God worked for Brother Ezra Butler. And he said, if, just in case we need him, so he named his boy Ezra after your daddy. And so this family has a long tradition in this church. And to be able to raise this, these children in the house of the Lord is a privilege. The Bible said in Deuteronomy chapter number 6, Verse number six and verse number seven. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. David and Michaela have come this morning to bring their children before the Lord. Because they see their responsibility as Christian parents. If you notice this verse, all of the activities of this verse happen at home. You talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And this is the commandment of God, that we raise our children in our faith. So in obedience to this command, David and Michaela have brought Ray Lynn Sage, Hensley Rain, Remington Breyer, and Noxton Ride. There's a lot of Y's in those names. What a beautiful group of children. Ray Lynn gives me a hug at least once every service, sometimes more than that. And then I don't know if there's any child I've ever seen that you can tell exactly what they're thinking and feeling more than Hensley. 
What a wonderful, sweet family. In the Bible, the Bible tells us that Hannah prayed for Samuel. She said, for this child I prayed. And the Lord hath given me my petition which I have asked of him. And so we're standing here with a family that a few months ago, we didn't think you'd be holding this baby. The doctors didn't give a whole lot of hope, did they? But for this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I have asked of him. Therefore also... I have lent him to the Lord, and as long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. Joseph and Mary, in Luke chapter number 2, brought Jesus to the house of the Lord to present him. And Paul reminded Timothy that from a child he had been taught the Holy Scriptures. The Bible says, and this is your promise, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so what we're doing is giving and receiving. We're giving these children to the Lord and we're receiving his promise. If it's your intention to present... Ray Lynn, Hensley, Remington, and Noxton to the Lord and to pledge yourselves to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Please answer, we do, to the following promises. Do you here this day recognize that, the, that these children are a gift from God and give heartfelt thanks for his blessing? Do you here this day dedicate these children to the Lord who gave them to you? Do you promise to give these children every possible benefit of home, school, and church and to protect and provide for them? Do you here this day ask God's blessing upon their lives to guide, guard, and direct them through all their years? Do you promise to always raise your children in the truth of God's holy word, putting the Lord first in all matters? And do you promise to live an example of faithfulness, holiness, and virtue before your children in such a way that your words and actions do not conflict? Amen. I'm not sure how we're going to do this, but I'm sure looking forward to it. Amen. Bishop Wilson, you want to come help me? Amen. Will you, will you let me hold you all? One looks possible. One looks doubtful. Awesome. Look at here. It's like Christmas. If they sit on my lap, they can ask for almost anything they want. That's okay. You can sit with me. She's either not happy or she's trying to fly. Amen. Bishop, would you pray? Come here, Michaela. Come over here family let us all pray gracious heavenly father our savior the lord jesus thank you for this beautiful family lord that's brought these children to give them back to you thank you for your help thank you for giving them life and strength god now i ask you to touch these children 
Lord, put your spirit in them. Let them know that you're near them every day. Touch these parents. Give them wisdom to raise these children right. Grandparents and all those around them. Help them to have the knowledge and wisdom to do what's right for these boys and girls. Touch them. Give them good health. Give them good strength. Draw them all closer to you. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. One wouldn't have nothing to do with me, so two from the other families came and hugged me. Isn't that awesome? Like the Lord gave me a double portion. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you. Prayer at 6, church at 6.30.